Welcome to Stories of Hope. This is a podcast by the Dream Center. Where you will hear from people who have stories that once seem hopeless. People whose stories of redemption and life transformation are so powerful, they can only be possible by the power of Jesus. Hey everyone, welcome back to Stories of Hope. I'm Sarah and I'm with Brady and today we have Marie Garrett that we're going to be talking to. Uh, Marie used to be in the Opportunity Village. She graduated and now she lives in our transitional housing. It's been so great getting to know her over the past year and hearing her story and um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So Marie, so tell us a little bit about your life before coming to the Dream Center. My life coming before the Dream Center was really unstable and chaotic. Um, my childhood was very rough. Um, my parents divorced whenever I was very young, and my mom remarried by the time I was five um, to my stepdad, who is an alcoholic. And um, I dealt with a lot of their fighting and everything that stemmed from his alcoholism and her mental health problems. Yeah. So before coming to the Dream Center, you had all of that going on, a lot of family things. Um, for you personally, what? where were you at? What were you doing? Where were you living? I was um, living in Dacusville with um, the father to my two youngest children, and we were um, fighting to get the kids back because they were in foster care um, due to substance abuse and um, negligence, I guess you would say. Um, I got clean eight years ago, and then from there, it was just like a relearning of how to actually live, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I just reached the point where... You know how in everything that you go through, like every season and everything, you reach this point where you um, you really don't know what next step to take or the next move to make, but you um, you figure it out eventually. Uh, I had to, what I had to do was just go with the flow of everything from the time that my kids were taken the first time. And just do everything that, that I was being asked to do and fighting for the kids to come back home and everything. And they came back home. They were reunified the first time. And um, I reached another point where I just didn't know what else to do again because it was like that cycle. It, that cycle was so hard to break. Mm. Um, I knew I wanted to do better. I wanted to be better and I wanted to be a better parent and everything. But the person that I was with seemed to be holding me back more than me being able to move forward um, because they kept going backwards so often. And um, so once I was beginning to see that, like my whole process of seeing things and knowing things and everything had started shifting um, to where I was able to see um, that he was holding me back and I needed to move forward with or without him. Um, and I finally reached the point whenever my kids came back the second time and he 
got hurt at work and relapsed immediately and uh, started, I like, the, you, when those cycles come around, it's worse the, the next time around. Yeah. Every time gets worse and worse and worse. And, and, and God will allow that to happen in your life so that you'll see that that's not what his plan for your life is. For you, I know you're talking about about eight years ago is when you decided to get clean and there's been a lot of cycles and a lot of going back. So what what do you think for you would be that moment where you're like, I've got to get this together. Like, this is it. Like, this is like what my next step is. I need to do this for me, for my family. Well, did you have like a moment or is like a progression over time of like the Lord showing you this? It was definitely a progression, but the, the actual moment was when I looked at my kids in the middle of them beginning to fight with each other because of all the fighting going on between the youngest two's dad and and myself, um, I realized that they really were watching. They really did see everything. They really were picking up on it all. And I didn't want that for my kids. I don't want my kids to have to live their lives the way that I did growing up or in my young adult years or any of that. Um, And so, like, I I just hit the ground right then and there. And I was like, God, what would you have me do right now? I surrender my whole life, my kids, my every aspect of my life. I surrender to you right here, right now in this moment. And I just automatically knew you know, pick up, the, I was told, pick up the phone, call Melissa, which is the foster parents of the two youngest kids. And um, I didn't know what I would say. I didn't know what the, what their reaction would be or any of that. But I called and I was like crying. And I was like, I just, I need help. Can you please come get me and the kids? And there was no hesitation. She, her and her husband uh, came right then and there two minutes later because they were just right up the road and uh, picked me and all six of the kids up and took us to their house. And everything from that point forward has been so transformative and mind-blowing that I, I can't even describe the peace that I've had since that moment. Um. It's not all been easy, no, and it ne- you know it never is, but it's been well worth it. Um, I don't know how I, I I lived my life as long as I did without having God in everything, and um, you know I've heard it said. It that like if you love something or whatever, let it go. If it comes back, then then you know it's yours or whatever. Um, so what I did that day was let go of everything in my life and allow God to bring in my life what He wanted. Yeah, wow. In it, wow. I was thinking as you were talking, so often the foster system can be such a hard thing, and as we're talking about the story of hope and what you've been through, I feel like your the situation with the family that took the kids in and also your relationship with them is such a, I think inspiring and so hope giving. What did that look like for you as far as through the process of coming to the dream center, coming through the program? How did you navigate the relationship there with the family, with the kids and all that? Well, 
to be honest, at first, for the first two years, while the kids were in foster care and everything else like that, it was a progression of the way that I, I looked at the foster system and everything of going from, you know, like, oh, they took my kids, um, just so much bitterness there. And, like, through the whole process, I changed my view of it. And had I done that earlier, I may have gained more than I did. Wow. But, you know, you're blinded by things at first. And um, until you will allow yourself to be more open to seeing things in a different way, then you're not going to be able to. So once I finally reached that point where I was willing and able to see things from other perspectives, I was able to, it was a heart change. I mean, there's no other way to explain it, but to explain it that way. And um, by being able to do that, I started having a different outlook on the foster parents and the system itself and what I could have gained to be a better parent through all of the things that they ask of you to do. And instead of just doing them just to have them done, you actually need to be like really getting in there and be like, I need to learn this because if I learn this, I mean, the more, you know, the better off you are. And, and it's not always about what, you know, it's about what you do with what, you know, So, like, knowing that now versus going in, like, that second time when my kids went into foster care, um, I would just have to tell someone, look, focus on yourself to get yourself better because you can't be better for your kids if you're not better for yourself. That's awesome. Um, And, you know, that's the whole ultimate goal of kids going into the foster care system for a little while so that the parent can work on their self to be better for their kids. Um, so whether I like DSS or, or not or whatever, that's not even the question anymore. It's that you have that time and it's up to you to choose what to do with it. And, um, as the, the time progressed throughout that whole time and my perspective started changing, um, we didn't always see eye to eye or anything like that. But in that moment that I was talking about earlier, it was like so very clear to me that they were placed in my life for a reason. So, um, and then once once we did go and move in, over at their at, at their place and stuff like that before I entered into the program a few months later I started to see how a family should look how a family should treat each other and I never had that before and that was just something that I had been you know praying about for a very long time but I was always like God's not hearing me because this is all I know and um he was definitely listening, definitely hearing me, and waiting for the right time for me to be able to take in the the real valuable lessons that comes with all of that, too. Because um, if in my stubbornness a long time ago, 
I would have never even tried to see them as being a real family and and the way that they they go about doing everything and stuff and that's what I've always wanted for my kids and that's also you know what made me or what helped me come to the realization that my kids are doing really well where they're at and there's no way that I would take that from them at all um they are loved they are cherished they are guided in the right ways um that's all I've ever wanted for my kids and I was so broken and unable to be that for them for the longest time that I really I I literally hated myself for a long time because of it and that's where like the drug use and everything else like that came into play over eight years, you know, eight years ago. And um, so me not being the mother that I wanted to be, the friend that I wanted to be, the, you know, anything, whatever you want to be, but um, not being able to be what it was that I wanted to be because of the, the controlling nature of the relationships that I've been in um I just kind of lost myself for a long time Mm. and um after coming to the dream center I was able to begin rediscovering myself and who I actually am in Christ and that's been like the biggest blessing of my life besides my children and um I couldn't ask for any better way to to have every for everything to have played out um it's been awesome (laughs) I love what you said earlier about how you gave it all to God and let whatever the Lord wanted you to have that to receive back Mm -hmm. um and then you're talking about like how transformative the process has been and how the Lord's been so kind to you and so gracious but was there a time especially like during um Opportunity Village or even after Opportunity Village was there a time where you were tempted again to lose hope or there was like a situation where it felt like things have been going so good and there was a setback and you were tempted to go back to your old ways. And if there was that time, who did you go to? What did you do to like walk through that temptation of losing hope again? Um, there have been a few times that I would say that I felt like I had started to lose a little bit of hope in, in some of the processes and everything that, well, I can't really say I was losing hope. I still had that. It was more of a discouraging moment. Yeah. And even in those discouraging moments now, I have peace because God has given me the peace that I seeked my whole life. And um, so even going through the hard things now, they're so much better than they were before mm-hmm. versus now. Um, because... Knowing God is has got me, you know, he's he's not yeah. going to leave me nor yeah. forsake me. Right. Um, that just brings that peace that that you can't understand until he he gives it to you. And. Um, so even, you know. It doesn't really matter what I what I end up going through from from now here on out through this life. I know that I have God 
and that with God, all things are possible, and I can get through anything and everything through his strength that he gives to me. Um, and knowing that, that there's that comfort that he provides too, because he's, he provides everything that you need. And, um, oh, I'm just so grateful to God yeah. for just yeah. being who he is, you know? Yeah. So what would you say it would be if someone was kind of in your situation, um, where, you know, they have, um, a broken family or they are trying to mend their family, um, and they're scared and they're confused and they don't know what's happening and they're trying to, like you said, break that cycle. Um, what would be the biggest thing that you could tell them to kind of help either jumpstart their journey and breaking the cycle or encourage them to keep continuing that process of breaking the cycle? I would definitely have to say, um, surround yourself with really good Christian people because those are the ones that will walk with you side by side through all those moments that that you feel like you can't take another step. Find ones that have been through a lot so that that way they're relatable right. and that you can yeah. go to them with the sim- with similar things and they can they can give you that word of encouragement or um that hope that you're seeking don't find it in the wrong places find it in the right people um that's good that's that would be the the best advice i can give on that one um because every one of our journeys are different and until we are able to let go of our selfishness in the whole thing then we're not going to be able to allow god in enough to be able to change our hearts so that we can be better people. It's really good. Yeah. Holy cow. That's amazing. As you were talking to so much of one of Psalm 139, like was sitting there just like, if I make my, if I'm up in heaven, you're there. If I'm down in the grave, you're there. Like no matter where, um, no matter what we're walking through or where we're at, like, even if we can't see it, the Lord is sitting there right next to us just waiting. And so much of what you just said about getting rid of the selfishness in ourselves, like mm-hmm. we can't truly see change or make a step forward until we yeah. let that get out of the way. Um, and that's just so, I, I'm sitting here like as we're running out of time and I'm just like, you could sit here and I mean, everything that you have to say and so much of what you've learned and what you've allowed the Lord to show you yes. up to this point, like, this podcast could be an hour and a half long and we probably would still have more to so go much through. More. Um, but as we, as we wrap up and as we get ready to go onto the rest of our day, what is, what's it look like now? What's the thing that you're praying for right now or that thing that you're looking forward to in the next steps? Obviously you're at the stores, you're at, you know, you're serving inside of the dream center as a whole, but mm-hmm. um, what's one thing that we can like be encouraged and looking forward to alongside you? I am just looking for the joy that I get from serving God daily and the walk with him. And I couldn't ask for anything more and he and anything that I could ask for, he can he can give better. So like yeah. I'm just at this place in my life that I've never experienced and it is amazing and wonderful and I'm just looking forward to walking with Christ every day. That's all I can say about any of it, hey, you know. 
I mean, that's good. Yeah. There's nothing really else that's to say it. on that. Yep. Um, <laughs> also, I feel like I need to make this, you know, subtle plug. There's so much more of your story as well that like, like I said, we just don't have time to go into all of it yeah. in this moment. Um, but we'll link it in the show notes for this episode. But there's actually a video on Marie's story that we got to share at our Dream Big event um, end of last year. And so there's a little bit more dive into. It's incredible. I cried the entire yes, time. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, I've uh, definitely walked through every kind of abuse there is. So, yeah. yeah. And so there, and even through that, you're able to share so much hope through even just those five minutes. So um, if you guys want to check that out, feel free to go down in the show notes. The link will be attached to our YouTube channel where you can check that out. Um, but Marie, thank you for being here. And thank thanks you for, for having me. You did such a good job. And I'm si- I mean, you weren't looking at me the whole time, but my like jaw was dropped the whole time. I'm just <laughs> I like, get chills when you speak. Everything <laughs> you're saying, man, the Lord's just speaking through you. And I'm so thankful for your story and for you. I thank uh, God for my story because had it not been everything that I went through, I would not be who I am today. Yes. So I love who you are today. Yes. I love who I am today too. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thanks for being here, everybody. We're looking forward to continuing these stories. We'll see you guys next week.